In the heart of a magical forest, there exists a kingdom of very small people, most of them no bigger than your thumb. For many years, they lived happily, far from the eyes of the outside world. Until one day, a man came to the forest looking for unusual creatures to display in his traveling circus. He discovered the peaceful kingdom and could imagine the crowds that would pay to see his tiny new stars. He crept into the village and stole two of the tiniest inhabitants, a boy and a girl. Far outside the village, the boy managed to escape, but the girl remained his prisoner. With no memory of her past, the girl grew into a tiny, beautiful woman. Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. I'm Christy, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Bree. Hello. Hi there. And we are here today to talk about the adventures of Tom Thumb and Thumbelina. Wow. <laughs> this is very exciting. Hmm. I, be- I believe my final note when I when I finished watching it was that sure was a movie. Yeah, it. I mean, it was a series of images co- put together to watched it. make the illusion of movement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for full disclosure, this movie. This was not my first pick for this. Uh, for this episode this week. Um. The movie that I wanted us to watch was the sequel to a movie we took a look at, uh, I think in like season two or something, uh, Cinderella and the, the Secret, Secret Prince. Prince. We yeah. We were going to the Secret Prince sequel this week. Yeah, we were. But um, when I went to go and try and rip the video from the DVD, for some reason, the program that I used to do that, it only like recognizes the first 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Even the fucking program is like, nah, yeah. nah, nah, just nah, this is not, this is not a real movie. This ain't, no. Um, and, and I tried, I tried like switching programs. It's still the same thing. It do, did not Wild. want to recognize this Wild. fucking movie. I don't know what it is. The DVD might be a little bit weird because this was like, um, it's not a movie, I don't think it's had a wide release on DVD. At least, I was no. only able to find a version of it on eBay that I think came from, like, Malaysia or something. Oh. Um, so I don't even know if it's a legit copy, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be a weird bootleg. Um, wow. Yeah, so... Well, uh, hopefully I'll be able to figure that shit out in the future because it would be really nice I'd to really, make I'd Bree... really like to see this thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to try and see if... <laughs> I know it's on Crave in Canada for some reason, that streaming oh. service. But I didn't want to be like, hey, Brie, can you go buy a can Crave subscription? Can Crave for, for this, this one movie? Yeah, just go 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 buy a Crave subscription for one month. Thanks. Mm. Um, I wonder if they have a free trial. If all else fails, yeah, yeah, and maybe it'll just be a, a clipless episode. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> we'll try to figure that out. In the meantime, I pulled out this fucking movie. <laughs> this thing. This thing. Boy. <laughs> Wowzers. This is um, one uh, I yeah. picked up ages ago, and I was mostly interested in it because you don't see a ton of Thumbelina adaptations. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those fairy. It's one of those fairy tales people don't really care about. You know? Yeah, I guess. Cause like a lot of other. Cause it's uh, based on the uh, Hans Christian Andersen story, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and other other works of his get a lot of play. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess no love for 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 tiny little ladies. Yeah, and I I don't know what it is. Like you said, like there's so many adaptations of the little mermaid yeah um that's like kind of his star pupil i guess yeah um and yeah so this one i thought it was interesting was very intrigued because it does have a few notable people in the cast it sure does (laughs) jennifer love hewitt as thumbelina elijah wood is tom thumb Um, elijah wood is here yeah and they they do good jobs yeah oh yeah I mean, with what they've, with what they're given, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's not a very, not a very deep movie. This one kind of shallow. It it kind of like, uh, there's parts of this film where I was legitimately just getting frustrated because I'm like, this is so <laughs> oh, really. I don't know why. Maybe on a different day it wouldn't have bothered me as much. Yeah, I feel like there was just there was plot points where I'm like, this is. Stupid and nonsensical, <laughs> and I don't care for it. And I know this is, I know this is made for children, but also mm-hmm. like the there's parts of this film that's very, very fucking strange. If you consider that it was made by made for children, yeah, like it's it, it's just not it's not a it's not a good one. I'm, yeah, it feels like one that would have benefited from watching in a group yeah to yell at with (laughs) yeah you know a group setting can really make or break a movie i i remember watching this with the group ages ago and they were like it definitely it's not the standout movie of the night even with a group yeah um I find it, this is one that I find interesting because I think this is yet another example of like a movie where they probably just made, they animated the first pass at the script. And like, to be fair, we don't know how many passes there actually were done. It just has that feeling of if this had had more revisions, I think you could come up with a better story. Yeah, it's it's just, it's kind of rough. The character's don't act according to logic no at all it's it it's a script where characters do things because that's what they were told to do by the script that's what the script says yeah yeah it's i I guess we're in love now okay I i guess we've had 30 seconds of interaction and all of my life, I have been hoping and dreaming to find someone like me, and instantly, as soon as we meet, I am fucking hostile to you. 
<laughs> and it's like, uh, okay, uh, maybe what? fucking chill. Maybe don't be <laughs> like yeah, that. It's, this it's doesn't make odd, sense. It's an odd choice for sure. Yeah. I, it's so strange and frustrating. Because mm-hmm. yeah. people are not acting like people. They're acting like... Yeah, like they're like the script says this, so this is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, Christy, do you wanna do you wanna give the rundown of this um f- nonsense? <laughs> this fine feature film? Mm. Yes. Mm. 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 Yes, let's get into it. Uh we'll get into the summary. Of the adventures of Tom Thumb and Thumbelina. Our film begins with a prologue, and we see a happy kingdom of very small people, most no bigger than a thumb. This tiny village was hidden away in a magic forest, safe from the outside world. That is until one day when a man named Roman happened upon the village and decided to kidnap two of its children for his circus, a boy and a girl. The baby boy managed to escape, but the baby girl wasn't so lucky. Roman took her back to his circus and named her Thumbelina. Many years pass and Thumbelina is now a young woman, forced to spend her days performing as a sideshow attraction. Despite the adoring crowd, Thumbelina is deeply unhappy, not just because of Roman's terrible treatment of her, but because Roman had led her to believe that she is the only one of her kind. I'm a reject. There are other mice. There are other monkeys. There's only one like me. Only one me. Only one. Thumbelina longs not just for her freedom, but for someone to love. One night, some of Thumbelina's circus friends tell her that they overheard Roman reveal that he lied to Thumbelina about being one of a kind. When, when Roman was hitching up the horses, he told one of the drivers that we're near the place where he found you years ago. <laughs> he said there were others like you that night, but you were the only one he could catch because you were just a baby. <laughs> there are others? Others like me? <laughs> small, but I am not going to be small here any longer. If there's others like me, then then there's some place I belong, and I can find it. Seizing the opportunity, Thumbelina escapes and runs off into the forest. Elsewhere, in contrast to Thumbelina's harsh upbringing, we see that the baby boy who escaped Roman's clutches was found wandering the woods by a kindly old man who raised him like his own son. The boy, named Tom Thumb, also finds himself longing to connect with others like himself. Growing up, I always felt like I was the only one like me. But lately you've been feeling that there might be others. Hmm. And that maybe, I don't know, there might be somebody special. The old man encourages Tom to return to the forest to try and find his original home. Tom bids the old man farewell and heads into the forest. And so, Tom Thumb and Thumbelina begin their separate journeys. While navigating the forest, Thumbelina begins humming a song. 
This attracts the attention of a pair of moles, who decide they have to report back news of Thumbelina to their king, an old blind mole who has unknowingly managed to chase away all of his subjects aside from them. After hearing tale of Thumbelina's beauty, the mole king decides to make her his queen, and so his two subordinates are tasked with bringing Thumbelina back to him. Everyone listen up. We're gonna have to tell him someday. Tell him what? That everybody's deserted him? You know the old coot's temper. I want my minions to make ready a celebration. You see, I'm taking a bride. Woohoo! Out of way to go, your highness! You'll look great in tails! She comes to us highly recommended. I'm certain you will serve her as you have served me. And now I must prepare to meet my bride. She arrives at any moment. Doesn't she? Get it to me! At this point in time, Thumbelina and Tom Thumb finally cross paths in a strangely anticlimactic meeting. <laughs> Tom Thumb and Thumbelina decide to continue their search for their home together, though they almost immediately get into an argument. While Tom's back is turned, the moles emerge from their burrow and silently kidnap Thumbelina, leaving Tom to momentarily think that Thumbelina deliberately left him behind. Eventually, he discovers one of Thumbelina's shoes on the edge of a mole hole, but before he can investigate, he is stopped by a large shadowy figure. Meanwhile, Thumbelina is brought to the Mole King, who does his best to try and woo her. As a token of his affection, the Mole King gives Thumbelina her choice of any hole in his lair. Thumbelina spots a captured sparrow in one of the holes, and so while the Mole King is distracted, she frees the sparrow, and the two manage to escape the lair. Angry, and not caring that Thumbelina is entirely uninterested, the Mole King sends his goons after Thumbelina to get her back. Unfortunately for Thumbelina, soon after escaping the Mole King's lair, she is also accosted by the large shadowy figure. It turns out this figure is a regular-sized human boy who likes collecting, killing, and cataloging bugs. We see that the boy has captured Thumbelina, Tom Thumb, some insects, and a group of mice. Thumbelina and Tom Thumb managed to escape the boy, freeing the insects and mice in the process. By presumably killing the boy. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> you don't, I mean, we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll the mice just, we'll get there. The mice decide to show their gratitude by throwing Thumbelina and Tom Thumb a party. At the party, Thumbelina and Tom Thumb get a moment to themselves, and they reveal their feelings for each other, which I guess they developed at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the Mole King arrives to crash the party, tying Tom up and insisting that Thumbelina will be his queen. The Mole King pulls Thumbelina back into his tunnels, closing the tunnel behind him so Tom can't follow. Back in his lair, the Mole King tells Thumbelina that his minions have blocked off all of the holes to his lair to prevent her from escaping a second time. He also lies and claims that Tom Thumb is still tied up and is being held prisoner elsewhere in the lair. To prevent Tom from being harmed, Thumbelina begrudgingly agrees to marry the mole. Back up on the surface, one of Thumbelina and Tom's new mouse friends reveals that they know of a hidden mole hole that they could use to save Thumbelina, which is at the top of a nearby cliff. With the help of the sparrow to fly them to the hole, they arrive just as Thumbelina is standing at the altar with the mole king. If there be any mole among you that know of any cause why these two cannot be joined, let him or her speak now or forever hold his peace. <laughs> I thought not. Your Majesty, do you take this woman? I'll give you a reason why this woman can't marry this mole. Who dares to interrupt? I dare. Thumbelina loves me. 
I think. Unwilling to admit defeat and seeing Tom as a rival for Thumbelina's affections, the Mole King flies into a frenzy. Using a pin as a sword, Tom forces the Mole King's minions to dig him and Thumbelina an escape tunnel to the surface. With the Mole King digging in hot pursuit, Tom and Thumbelina leap off the edge of a cliff. The Sparrow swoops in to catch them, but the blind Mole King ends up digging straight through the cliff, falling to his presumed death. Luckily enough, while flying, the group happens to come across the Kingdom of Little People. The people there see Thumbelina and recognize her as the long-lost Princess Maya. Thumbelina is welcomed by her mother and father, who introduce her to the handsome prince, who they say is her betrothed husband-to-be. Thumbelina politely turns the prince down, and her mother casually explains that this is actually a backup prince, and that the prince Thumbelina was originally intended to marry disappeared the same night she did, which, of course, turns out to be Tom Thumb. Wow. <laughs> the kingdom of tiny people happily celebrate the unexpected return of their lost prince and princess, and the film draws to a close with the reveal that Tom Thumb and Thumbelina have gotten married. And you sound thrilled oh, by this movie. Wow. Just going back through it, it really yeah. just puts really some nice little highlights on, uh, <laughs> yeah, on the, the all- craft work of this plot. <laughs> Whew. Uh, Whew, where to begin? Where to begin? Oh. So, okay, let's begin at the <laughs> beginning. Yes. You yes. you say that a couple of of uh, Thumbelina's friends at the circus um, mm-hmm. tell her that they are ha- they happen to be passing by where where Roman found them uh, mm-hmm. or found her. Uh, you failed to mention that the friends are apparently not her friends because she says later in the film that she has never had a friend before. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and also, the friends are a mouse and a chimp. Who yeah. up to that point hadn't spoken? No, it's kind of yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird little moment. Um, I don't know if it's meant to be that only Thumbelina can understand them, or if they oh, were just know, quiet man. up to that point. Who knows? And and they're like they're like her coworkers too. So like she's worked personally with these guys every day. Maybe that's it. Maybe she doesn't see them as friends. They're just coworkers. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what a dick. Jesus. <laughs> I just oh. it's really nice for this movie that they are conveniently right passing by the forest where she was taken and oh, yeah. Roman, Roman just so happened to strike up a conversation with somebody telling them about this is where I found Thumbelina I mean we don't even get to see that conversation we just have to take the mouse and chimp's word for it um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I. That's it's bad because that's so. It's so convenient, but it's also such the least of this mov- movie's problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, you like, know, it didn't even register. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's fair though because it just feels like so. It's so coincidental, and it just feels. 
I don't know, like you can have coincidences in films, but there's just a point where it just it kind of pushes the credibility too far. Um, yeah. And I think you, it, you mean it, like you mean like careening through a waterfall and accidentally finding the mystical village that you're trying to find the whole movie? Yeah. Hmm. There's yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of a lot of <laughs> this film kind of rests on Thumbelina and Tom Thumb just kind of bumbling through a forest and everything works out for them. Yeah. Uh, g- oh. Going Go ahead. <laughs> going back to the um uh to like the beginning of the film and like her starting off on this journey. Something that I didn't go into in the summary because I just found it like I, I kind of found it hard just to write in, but Thumbelina has a necklace and it's kind of this necklace that's like really what proves her identity as the princess oh right Um, it's literally never addressed it's no and that's the weird thing because like nobody ever really comments it you just see thumbelina has it as a baby she continues wearing it as an adult and she has it out when they they find the village um but yeah nobody nobody comments on the significance not even thumbelina like like in any other film there would be a moment where somebody this is the only piece this is the only thing i've had my whole life and it was with me when uh i was a baby so i assume it must be from someone my size or something like that yeah well yeah exactly (laughs) um and i guess maybe that's why maybe that's why they kind of tap danced around it because it kind of it dispels roman's uh lie to thumbelina that she's the only one of her kind yeah Um, i kind of pictured an alternative scene like if you're gonna do this movie good um in my mind i had just a version of this where like roman took the necklace from her and he's got it just stashed away and Maybe like Thumbelina finds, finds the necklace it and, and then is like, oh, I've been lied to my whole life and then runs away. Yeah. And that's, and like, I don't know, like you still would have to answer the question of how does she get to the forest? Like, how does she know where to look? Maybe like, I don't know, the, the, the necklace has like a picture of like a big ass oak tree or something. And then somebody's like, that's the big fucking tree that everybody <laughs> knows about. You know? It's not oh, yeah, perfect, that's, but. That's the big fucking tree. Everyone knows the big fucking tree. BFT, yeah, the BFT. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so like it could, oh. you know, something like that. And then you could have a different scene where it's like Thumbelina is like proactively, like, I don't know, maybe something else of her, like maybe she's helping out one of her friends. Somebody gets their shit confiscated by Roman and she's had enough. She's the only one that could sneak in. Uh, cause she's so small, so she sneaks in, and while she's trying to get back the other person's shit, that's when she saw sees the necklace, and maybe you know, that she puts two and two together. Maybe she remembers it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Then now, then she would have to be smart and observant. Yeah, and that's hard to write. Yeah, it's. I mean, like. <laughs> They kind of try and write her as smart, or at least she's like kind of snarky. She's and, like, like she's, she's able... got like an attitude, and like it, like there's parts of her writing that it's like, okay, yeah, all right, like she's she's independent, she'll stick up for herself most of the time, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's that's yeah. 
I mean, that's a positive trait to have for your main leading heroine of a children's film. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, there's, it's, a lot of this film is stretching convenience to a breaking point. Yeah. Even when you're watching a movie about tiny little people (laughs) making friends with mice and birds and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, that's... <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's just... It's all very shallow, I think, is the best way to describe this movie. Yeah, and it, but it, tr- the, it tries for depth, and, like, it's very, it's very shallow, but it's, like, it's trying to give itself a veneer of, like, depth and heart and yeah. wittiness that it's, it's really, like, a lot of the, like, Almost the vocabulary that people use, like the words that are being said by the characters, is bizarrely like not what you would associate with a children's film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we, go over there, just past that escarpment. Escarpment. <laughs> uh, okay. I meant to look that up. I meant to look that up. Because it's just like it's such it's a like weird, a, like an outcropping. Yeah, like who the like yeah, like what fucking kid is it? Like I'm I'm fucking I'm in my my mid thirties at this point. I don't fucking know what an, an escarpment, escarpment is, is. A steep slope or long cliff the that escarpment. forms as the result of faulting or erosion. So just around that escarpment is where you get into the mole hole. Yeah, <laughs> you know the escarpment. Yeah, it does, you know the escarpment. It sounds like somebody somebody fucks something up. Like they meant to say a different <laughs> word, and they, yeah, I don't know. It's, and yeah, like Roman's choice. whole shtick in a bunch of the beginning of the film is that he uses big words, but they're the wrong big words. Like he tells Thumbelina oh, yeah, she's yeah. making him irrigated. Mm-hmm. Okay, like who's <laughs> this funny for? <laughs> yeah, it it definitely. <laughs> The audience feels a little misaimed. A, a little. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, maybe they were hoping for an older audience, but, like, it just doesn't... I just can't really picture older adults or, like, older kids enjoying it. No. Like, you you compare this to Don Blue's Thumbelina, and Don Blue's Thumbelina is still very kid-friendly, but there's also a lot of stuff in that movie that really appeals to adults. Yeah. It's almost like when you when you craft a, a story properly, it can appeal to both. Yeah. Ooh. Hold on. Hold on Ooh, a hold second. On. Hold on. This is re- revolutionary. Oh, I might be on to something. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. But, like, even with, like, the, the weird veneer of, like, trying to be for an older audience, like... When Tom Thumb at the beginning of the film is like being told to set off by Ben, the Ben, yeah. Ben, the man who yes, like ben. found him and raised him, Ben is straight up implying that he's going to die soon, and like yeah, it's <laughs> it's very like, weird. Why? What? Yeah. Um, well, okay. That's yeah, very it's sad, not- and this is not addressed, but all right. 
No, yeah, it's not just like because yeah, Ben is Ben is an older guy. It's not just him going, you know, I really want you to do this for yourself before I pass because I want to know that you're going to be okay without me. It's not that. It's like, yeah, the language that he uses, I forget his exact He's wording, like I'm going like, somewhere and it's somewhere you can't follow. I think it may be time for you to strike out and try to find that special somebody. That's why I brought you here. You see, Tom, I'm going to be moving on soon, too. And where I'm going, well, you can't be coming with me. I've had some good years, and many of them. The best since I found you. But comes a time when everybody's got to move on. For you, it's called growing up. For me, well... Okay. And she's like, are you, like, right now? Like, Like, what's going on? What's the timeline here, my man? Yeah. Like, what? what's happening? Yeah, it's like, well, now I'm afraid to leave. Because, like, what what the fuck's going to happen after I... Yeah, what the fuck? I don't... And I don't get why they had to... Have that at all? Yeah, because, like... (laughs) Tom Thumb could have just gone into the forest and, like, maybe found his family and then just, like, sent word back to Ben, like, hey, I found him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, like Ben and Tom- was, like, a good good fatherly figure <laughs> yeah. for this kid. And it's like... Yeah. What? And then he's... Like, I bet Ben would have liked to have seen Tom Thumb's uh, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, um, you know, in... in well, in Don Blue, Thumbelina... You see Thumbelina's mom at the end of the movie. They don't forget about her. Yeah, she's Thumbelina... still there. <laughs> yeah, she gets to come. She gets to come and see it. Even though, like, she's also an old lady, too. Yeah. <sighs> also, I don't know if it's meant to be played as a joke or what, but the um, the other instance of someone being potentially, like, dead on screen... Uh, the the child that catches them yeah. in the jars and stuff. <laughs> so he's got like a book of things and he's got a bottle of ether, which I am assuming mm-hmm. he uses to like essentially euthanize the bugs and rodents and whatever the hell. Yeah. But so Thumbelina tricks him. I don't know if you can hear my air quotes, whatever, to come in close <laughs> enough that she can like put the ether like like a, a cotton ball f- covered in ether up his nose and he falls mm. back and like lands on the ground and it's like okay so maybe she just like made him pass out but then as they are leaving one of the mice looks at her and goes thanks for deep sixing the kid and i'm like that means he's dead <laughs> you, do you know what that means oh god maybe that maybe child not. was murdered <laughs> yeah <laughs> You, but that I that scene that scene has so many questions because I the, Thumpalina and Tom Thumb are very clearly humanoid. Yeah, they're very clearly little humans. They're humans. They're wearing human clothes, and and yes, they are small. But the movie like actually has them. Like they're they're like a fair bit bigger than a thumb. Yeah, maybe I have tiny thumbs, but. <laughs> They're very clearly not bugs, and this little kid never fucking reacts to this. Even when Thumbelina is, like, 
talking to him. Well, he goes, and you can talk? Yeah, it's like, well, it's yeah, like, yeah it's a, like, that's a little person. Yeah, like, what? It's such a weird... And then she murders yeah, him. And then she murders him. So it's, I, I, but there's just so many things to think about in just that scene alone. It's so, it's so weird. Very weird. Um, I'm uh, just... Okay, <laughs> let me look at my notes here. Okay. Yeah. Girl, why are you so hostile? He's the first other person your size you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. No, let's like, let's get into that okay. a bit. Yeah. I, yeah. But, uh, there are anti... There's... In any other movie... This I feel like I'm going to say this a lot. In any other movie, the first meeting of your two characters, I, your love interests, you know, these people who they've both expressed in the movie up to this point how they've longed for other people like them and being able to have that connection and how much they you know they wish for it these two people meet and immediately thumbelina runs off they bump into each other thumbelina just fucking takes off running and tom thumb has to chase her and he has to chase her down and get her to stop and then it's not until like she does that and he points out to her that I'm like a I'm a fucking tiny person like you and she kind of realizes that oh yeah I guess oh, you yeah, are Oh yeah I guess you are What are you? I'm not a what. I'm a who. Like like you. You are, aren't you? Like me. Where did you come from? What are you doing here? I'm on a journey to find other little people like myself. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Wow, I've never met anybody like me before. Me neither. Where are you from? I... I don't know. (laughs) Neither do I. Carl, are you good? Like... Yeah, like, are you, did you, this is, what the, what, what happened? It's just, it's so weird. And then, and then even after that, they're just like, oh, okay, cool. Like another, another Yeah, I guess that's person. fine then. They're both like, well, we're trying to find where we came from. And then he's like, Tom Thumb's like, should we maybe do that together? And she's like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I thought you wanted this. Yeah. I thought he works, like. And then uh, immediately they're like. I, I know I did notice you you left the bug family out of the yeah the yeah. summary which I mean fair because <laughs> they, they don't amount to anything they don't really. amount to anything and they're just annoying but there's yeah. like a uh, two sisters and a mom bug that are just like really fucking mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, mostly to, to both of them but mostly yeah. to Thumbelina and yeah because like, like they. They think they think that Tom Thumb is like like kind of hunky, and so they like it's very <laughs> weird. They they hit on Tom Thumb, but they treat Thumbelina as though she's like a potential pet that they could own. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's very fucking weird. Um, I, but yes, go go on. But like, uh, like. 
what what's the first it's like they don't even introduce themselves to each other and then she like mm-hmm. tells the bugs her name because the bugs show back up she had met them before mm-hmm. and then they come back and they're like what the fuck there's two of them now and one of them's hot i guess and they're like what's yeah. your name and she's like my name is thumbelina and then they all start laughing because it's a weird name and then he starts laughing and she's like you have you have insulted me exactly one time i'm done with mm-hmm. you yeah well, yeah, and, like, she, like, she ends up, she asks his name, and he says it's Tom Thumb, and then she starts, like, she starts making fun of him because he's short, because he's uh, a little bit shorter than Thumbelina, so then it, it's both, it's this running gag throughout the film where people comment on how he's short, people laugh at Thumbelina's name, but this scene just makes, it's just here so that Thumbelina and Tom Thumb just start fucking hating each other. Yeah, it's like... Okay. It's in it. It's it's such a weird. In the span of five minutes, these people they have met their long dreamed after other person like me, and they've gone from being like nonchalant about this to now hating them deeply, <laughs> like actively of, like, hostile. Yeah, it's so frustrating it's just frustrating and annoying yeah it's not good (laughs) no it's i could see again in in another movie i could see how this works i if you if you have it so that they're elated to see each other at first just because like oh my god somebody else like me and they're just like they're so excited about that that's when you bring in like those actual like little things that they start to get annoyed at because then it bursts the bubble of like yeah. I've dreamed of this I've dreamed of this my whole life finding someone else like me and then it turns out they're a person who's pissing me off. I like that could work. That I could see work. that being Absolutely. a funny scene. Yeah. It's but like they get mad at each other and then like I can't remember who leaves first or who gets kidnapped first or whatever. It 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 was some Thumbelina like Tom Thumb turns his back and somehow the, in the, the span of that her. brief moment yeah the moles pop out of the ground silently silently digging. I don't know how they accomplish that. No, isn't it cuz the first time it's she turns around and he's being like he's being muffled by the bugs cuz they're all up on and then he chases after her, and he's like, "No, like I, I, we let's stick together." And she's like, "Okay, well then, we'll stick together." And he's like, "Okay." And then he turns around and he turns back, and he's like, oh, "I guess she changed her mind." So it's like it's like a back and forth of the same thing, and it happens again later, and I can't remember, but it's just like, <laughs> like what happens at that point? Because I I watched this movie an hour ago, and it's just. <laughs> It's already gone. It's gone already. <laughs> um, oh, and it's just like this this ongoing air quotes gag. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she leaves, he's just like, "Well, I guess that's it. I finally find after my entire life one other person, and uh, fucking forget about it. I guess doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like it's just." Like, that would be such a deeply depressing moment if that happened, but he just kind of, like, he shrugs it off. I think he just goes to, like, hang out with the bugs for a bit or something. (laughs) Yeah, or something. 
and then he gets like eventually eventually he discovers um no they thumbelina's boot yeah they bring him thumbelina's boot and he's like what the fuck (laughs) where did yeah where where did you get this but you know i thinking about that that this is like a missed opportunity for this film and the Don Bluth one kind of did this too, and it, it bugs me because as somebody who has sewed tiny ass clothing <laughs> for, for dolls, it's a fucking pain in the ass. You can't just like make a full fucking, like, well, like, okay, so like, it's just, it's so fucking fiddly to sew shit, even by hand. Yeah. And it doesn't, fabric doesn't lay right on, like, when it's like a tiny little tiny body. And, and so it bugs me so much that, like, Thumbelina and Tom Thumb, they just, like, they have, like, normal-ass clothes. <laughs> I assumed that maybe they were from dolls. Like, they're just doll clothes. Maybe. I mean, which, like, that would have been a kind of a cute moment, though, if, like, you saw, you established that. Like, somebody brings her, like, a doll or something, and then she steals the clothes from it. Yeah. It just, it's such a missed opportunity because they could have done something fun with the design. Like, I don't know, like a little, like something that maybe Thumbelina's had to make her own clothes. And so she's just had to like sew shit together from scraps of fabric that she's found. And like, you see the big stitches or like, it just has like a particular shape to it. The designs in this are not particularly inspired. I don't (laughs) Like, that's not... I can't even like to discuss how the designs could be better would be <sighs> I mean and if this is also not to dunk on the character designer they are mm-hmm. they are functional designs that work for the the movie the animation budget you know yeah yeah yeah, I think that's the key thing there is that I'm sure they had a strict budget and they most just of it went to the, the voice actors. Yeah, oh yeah, most likely. Um there's definitely just something about the character designs that they just don't have that certain je ne sais quoi that when you see a character design, like if you had a lineup of characters, normally you would be able to pick out who are the main characters because there's just something about their design that makes them stand out in in like some kind of subtle way or if it's an anime in some very obvious way (laughs) if their hair is (laughs) bright pink probably they are protagonists yeah if you're yugi moto and you've got fucking (laughs) pink and black and blonde hands all fucking spiking up all over the place You might be the main character. You, you um, might have main character, character syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. But yeah, like you look at Tom Thumb and Thumbelina, and they don't like they stand out just because they are, for the majority of the film, the only like human characters we're focusing on. Everybody else is an insect or a mouse or a mole or a bird. But the or a bird. Um, a very needy bird. Um, but <laughs> it's like once you get to the end of the film and you see that crowd shot with them with all the other little people their size, then they kind of just like shrink into the background a bit. Like they just don't really stand out that much. Yeah. It's like it feels the design 
feels very early aughts cartoon yeah uh, on teletoon on in on sunday morning yeah and that's so specific but i know you know what i mean it's yeah, got yeah, that yeah. sort of like brace face yeah 2002 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah sort of sort of feel to it I was kind of thinking, um, for me, what I was thinking of was there's a, a an ad- adventure game that Sierra put out called The Adventures of Willie Beamish. Um, <laughs> sure. Kind of that style where it's like kind of cartoony and kind of like, it's hard to describe, but it just, it just has that similar vibe and yeah. like in the designs of the characters. Like maybe characters like have like somebody has like big ears and that's like the only like that's their their, their distinguishing characteristic yeah like it also this this is 100 percent a personal gripe i yes. do not care for the backgrounds of a lot of the early 2000s cartoons that are just sort of like funky wonky angles everywhere I oh, I do yeah. not care for them, and that's everywhere in this film. <laughs> that's like yeah. that is the style of the backgrounds here, and I'm like, ugh, this is displeasing to me. But that's 100% a personal gripe. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's like a way to describe it. <sighs> sure, uh, we will almost certainly have clips on the on the Twitter if you uh yeah yeah but it's there's just something about it that doesn't quite jive with me so between that and the sort of yeah it just I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a cartoon that has this because like you said I know I know that this is a thing because it's great it's a great thing for if you're doing a low budget animated show because you don't have to worry so much <laughs> about like perspective or shit you could just kind of deliberately make it like a little off kilter yeah. and then it's like oh this kind of this is kind of fun and it can be very fun it's when done right it's a very aesthetically pleasing style it's very much like a if if uh the nightmare before christmas was 2d and had no money <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> tim burton on a budget tim burton on a budget yeah with just these sort of very plain character designs yeah it almost like sometimes the backgrounds almost make me feel like maybe they're trying to be like um Maurice Noble did a lot of the backgrounds for the Looney Tunes shorts. Mm. And they were that very like graphic vivid style and they often had a lot of kind of angularness to them. Um It's not it's definitely not like I don't know, it's, it's not exactly his style, but I almost wonder if that's what they're going for in some parts. Like, yeah, you know, so, like, or something like so, they're trying, they're definitely, I feel like they're definitely aiming for like bold and graphic, but they're landing yeah. somewhere between that and like deliberately wonky. Yeah. I don't, it's very, it's, it's very strange. It's hard to words about it. <laughs> it's just not great, guys. It's just not- you know, it's just not. 
not my not my vibe, not my jam, not not uh, not my preference. No, in terms no, of but style. like it, it could have been it could have been something at least like and like kind of cute for the, the little kids, but it yeah, it just doesn't quite. I don't. I think a little kid would maybe get bored with this. To be honest, I was getting bored with it, <laughs> and like. I like to hope I have a bit more of a of an attention span than like a two year old, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, hard to tell. <laughs> this is this one was definitely because I I usually try and watch these films at least twice for the podcast. <sighs> one, once because I'm usually writing the summary, and then a second time because you know writing the summary can be kind of distracting sometimes. So it's, like, good to be able to watch the film again, to try and catch anything I missed while I was maybe focused on making notes. This one, I it wasn't really until we started, I, we sat down to record that I was like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't watch this one a second time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, not even, like, maliciously. I was just, like, entirely uninterested in seeing it again. Dang. <laughs> and you've watched some stinkers multiple times. Yeah, well, and that's what, like, this one, it, like, it's bad, but it's not bad in that funny way where you're, like, laughing at it all the time. It's bad in that you're just, like, confused. Like, why are they doing this? Yeah. Like, this is, why did they make this choice? Yeah. I, 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 I kind of liked, if we could talk about the Mole King for a bit. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, we haven't really I talked did. about the moles yet. <laughs> no. Um I did kind of like the thing with the mole king where because he's he's blind and he has no idea that he's actually been abandoned by the majority of his subjects. Like he's just so like everybody's got fed up with him and left, but two moles who they pretend to be different servants, so they put on different voices and costumes for some reason. I guess just to get into character for themselves, not like the Mole King yeah. can see their costumes. Um, <sighs> but it's like, I kind of, I don't know, I think that's kind of a fun thing. It at least gives them a bit of business to do in those scenes with him, that they have to pretend to be other characters. Um, and it's like, it's kind of fun that like the Mole King isn't dumb he's just easily fooled like he actually like by the way he talks you could tell that he's intelligent he's just again he's just easily fooled easily misled i guess because he th he's probably he considers himself too smart to fool so he just doesn't see it coming yeah i don't know i just I just think that's like that's potentially not saying that they handled it the best in this film. No, but it, it, but it could have been potential there. Yeah, yeah. I just like that. I just like that idea that this villain. It's fun that the villain thinks that he has all of these forces at his command, only for it to be revealed that he's been he's he's fucking chased away anyone and everyone, and the only reason that he's he's gone on so far is because he's got these two dudes who like two. have a weird f fondness for him. I, that's the like my first note was like what's with this weird mole role play going on over here like what is the yeah. what's the fucking deal and like <laughs> there's the whole bit where they're like oh like everyone has abandoned him and he mm -hmm. sucks ass but like <laughs> 
I guess we'll stick around and try to keep him yeah. happy, even though if we make him mad, he will literally murder us. I'm like, why are you yeah. here? Why have you stayed? They're... I don't understand. But they do have the line, well, he might be a fascist, <laughs> but, but he's, he's our, our fascist. fascist. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's and that's like another one of those lines too. Like, like you pointed out earlier, what fucking kid watching this is gonna know what that word means? I at least I fucking hope that kids don't have to learn the word fascist at that age. Yeah, like oh god, holy shit! I that's just it. It's it's they're they stay with the mole king because they need lackeys for the mole king. It's not because yeah. uh, they. it makes any sense for a character to do that. It's just... Yeah. They're there because they're there. Yeah, well, and like like you said, like they at one point they try and play it off as they're like afraid to leave him because maybe he'll hurt them. But everybody else successfully else left, left him. He can't see enough to tell that he there's no one else there. Like, yeah. if you just fucking leave, what's he gonna do? Yeah, like, there's obviously, like, all the other- Yeah, it's Everyone else like, already fucking left. <laughs> just go. There's probably an entirely different fucking mole kingdom that they probably, like, made somebody else their king or president or whatever, and they're thriving, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, like, there's a whole- There's probably a whole other mole hole somewhere. Yeah. Also, his song, The Welcome to My Hole, is just- <laughs> Is it- <laughs> It's so it's, much. It's weird. It's weird as hell. Uh, he's, he's sing, he starts singing about Thumbelina's little feet at one point, which mm. is just... It's a little creepy. It's not like a great villain song. It's like... None it's, of the songs just, in this are good. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. There's, uh, there is no standout good song in this. They're all pretty bad yeah i guess i just mean that like you know because usually the villain song in even in bad films usually the villain song is pretty yeah. bad. Or like, yeah that's true there's like this one it just doesn't it doesn't really have the feeling of a villain song it just it's just like a weird yeah you just like listen to him awkwardly like hit on thumbelina and it's not like fun no it's just weird you and I, we make music. I could cry because I'm so happy that you're so lovely and you're so little and you're so sweet and that you have so little, little, little feet. I repeat, welcome to my home. Welcome to this lovely It's just, it's just Michael Chiklis just singing about welcome to my hole. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Do we, do we, we should probably point out too. One of the moles is voiced by John Stewart, and it's just—it's well, very. I did, yeah, I didn't catch that. I wasn't no? paying attention. Oh. I guess. Wow, it's it's just his normal. I don't I don't know if John Stewart really has another voice. Is um, he the tall mole? Yes. He yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear it now. Yeah. Um, well, uh, just, yeah, it's an odd choice. I And I mean, 
you can be a voice actor with just one voice. There's plenty of voice actors out there who have successful careers just with their speaking voice. But Jon Stewart, I, maybe it was the writing, but I just, all I could think about was like, oh, I wish I was watching The Daily Show right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I, I would rather watch Jon Stewart's rant about deep dish p- pizza for like a hundred times in a row than watch this movie again. <laughs> Oh, you'll have to send me that deep dish pizza rant. I don't think. I've oh, I will. I will. It's a wonderful video. <laughs> I would recommend watching it over this movie <laughs> by far. I mean, that's not a hard recommend. No, but. <laughs> oh God, boy. Oh, you. You know what I felt was weird with this one. Whoa, um, what? <laughs> I, I, yeah, okay, that was a bad segue. <laughs> it's what what else I found weird uh-huh, with this one. Uh-huh. Um, it's weird to me that Roman just kind of disappears from the fucking movie. Yeah, because it's this is this is all his fault. Yeah, he's he's a, um, a, a horrible bowling ball. Um, yeah, who kidnapped these children? Proceeded mm-hmm. to lose one of them. <laughs> yes. He's just, he is just cruelty. That's why he's so round. He's full of cruelty. Yeah, cruel. yeah. Cruelty turns you into Dr. Eggman. Yeah. Yeah. He, do- he is ed- Eggman-shaped. Yeah, basically. He, it's, and, th- and that's another thing, just to quickly, that's another thing about the character design, is that we fall into that thing of the pretty characters look like real people. Oh, yes. The the characters that you're supposed to hate look way more stylized and they again they look like Dr. Eggman or like the prince the the do the the backup prince at the end of the movie has a giant pointy like, fucking chin he's like they so pointy yeah they like they just like traced um uh like a a triangle ruler yeah, they just the man is that fucking scalene like we're <laughs> uh I like that. I like I'm gonna I'm gonna use that word to describe people from now on. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Go, going going back to Roman though. Yeah, he's like he's this big asshole. He starts the plot. He mistreats Thumbelina. They never like specify her age, but like she um, maybe maybe let's say she's like, I don't know, sixteen 17, 18, somewhere around there. Yeah. Old enough to get married, I guess. I, I um, guess. But, so he's mistreated her for a lot of years. Um, you, I kind of would expect, like, Roman should be a reoccurring villain, at the least. He should at least the have some villain. kind of comeuppance. Yeah, like, there's nothing. and And it's weird for me, especially because Roman knows where Thumbelina's village is. Yeah, you know, like he, found, he found it once. What can't he just like after like he realizes Thumbelina's escaped? Like naturally, you would assume, oh, she is probably escaped and she might be heading to her village. I should go and find her before she makes it there. I guess maybe maybe he is doing that, but he's so far away and we never see him in the film. <laughs> But yeah, maybe that's they plan that for the sequel. Yeah, Roman, Roman re- Roman's return. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's it's just God. so weird to me, and even just him like 
in all the years, he could have gone back to Thumbelina's village and taken more people. Yeah. Don't it's, yes. Don't worry about it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. They they definitely they needed a moment where. Yeah, he gets his comeuppance at the end of the film, and we get some we get some insurance that Roman isn't just gonna burst through the waterfall and like take Thumbelita again. What I want to know is how he grabbed them in the first place. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge man, and he managed to steal two babies. Yeah, I don't, but no one else. No, and like how did he even know like he like they specifically talk about like oh he took he took two babies because they were the only ones he couldn't catch. And it's like okay, but like how did he like find the babies? Because we we're shown in the prologue he like came across this village at night. So like you see Thumbelina in her in her cradle and she gets snatched. Um but like did he was he just like wandering the village like look at like peeping in people's windows and like he just oh there's a baby and he just i the mechanics of this it's probably why they put it in the prologue and they just kind of like told you he did this yeah. because showing would have been very difficult would for have the been, budget that they yeah nigh impossible yeah so yeah i guess he finds the place he steals not one, but two royal babies. Yeah. And is never seen again. Never seen again. Um, never bothers to go back. I would love to know, too, how the fuck did he take care of Thumbelina as a baby? Yeah, who who raised that infant? Yeah, like, because regular-sized babies are tough to raise. I can't imagine a tiny fucking baby. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Just trying to take care of this, like, third of an inch big infant. Yeah, like, what the fuck? How do you do that? (laughs) Like, the mechanics of it, again, they have to skip past this because the mechanics of it, like, how do you fucking accomplish this? Especially when you don't, clearly don't actually care about the the child. Yeah. Like, I can believe Thumbelina's mother would do it be- in the Don Bluth one because, like, she was a caring old lady who, like, would dedicate yeah. her time to taking care of a... and all- But also, I guess Thumbelina emerged like a young adult from a flower in yeah. that one, so fuck it, you- I guess. Whatever. You know what? Maybe that's- Because that's, like, that's true to the original story. She emerges from a flower as, like, a- an adult. Yeah. Or, like, a-, a grown person. So maybe that's, like, Hans Christian Andersen being like, don't worry this- about it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like realized, oh fuck, this is gonna be a pain in the ass. Fuck it, she's self sufficient already. <laughs> How do you change like a you... diaper when it's smaller than your pinky finger? When it, oh, a teeny, teeny tiny diaper. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, you you would have had to like either kidnap Thumbelina when she was older, or kidnap her along with somebody else who would take care of her. Or, yeah. like, I don't know, like, you see one of the mice, like, maybe she's, like, maybe the mice is, like, kind of, like, her mom at the circus and, like, has cared for her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Something more than nothing at all. But I guess yeah. we're, we're, of all the movie's problems, that is merely one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Spe- speaking of this movie's problems, mm-hmm. um... 
this this wasn't in the file that I sent you because the the um the the program that I use to to rip these movies it like skips over stuff sometimes um or entire fucking movies <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> apparently um but if you play this DVD from uh, DVD player you see a message pop up in the beginning of the film. And it says, uh, uh, it's a note about the, the visuals of this movie. It says, the quality of the audio and video on this DVD may reflect the age of the source materials. Oh, and okay. I find that so interesting because I've watched some shit VHS transfers. <laughs> I have never seen anyone put a fucking disclaimer on it before. And like, and, and if you, again, if you watch this movie from a DVD, it's definitely kind of pixelated. Uh-huh. Um, it it kind of reminds me again, maybe this is why I was thinking of the Willie Beamish stuff, because it is kind of like that vibe of like a, an FMV or like an early, um, nineties video or computer game. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what happened with this movie. Um, there's also this, <laughs> there's also this other element that based on copyright this movie was seemingly completed in 1999 oh. but it was it wasn't released until 2002 oh so it just kind of sat for a bit um huh i don't know if it has anything to do with the rise of dvds um if oh, they maybe like, yeah they like intended it to be released on VHS, but then DVDs were the new thing. So they, I don't know, they waited or I don't know, something. Because who made this? Was it Miramax? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, well, Miramax. Or were they just the uh, distributor? Yeah, they were the distributor. For, I remember. Let me pull up Wikipedia. Live fact checking. Mm hmm. Production companies, Miramax Films, Hyperion Animation. So it was distributed by uh, Disney's Buena Vista Home Entertainment. Oh, okay. So, like, I mean, obviously they did not have Disney money, no. but they at least had <laughs> the Disney uh, distribution. I guess. I guess. I wonder if Miramax did produce it. I should have looked this up. That's fine. It really doesn't I matter. I didn't care for this movie. Uh, I can't even remember why yeah. we're talking about that. <laughs> well, j yeah, just like the odd like. Oh right, the the this, yeah, yeah the don't don't look at this too hard. Notice that yeah. you get. Yeah, and and so again, like I don't know if it was because. Uh, they attended it for VHS release only, although apparently it did get released in theaters in uh, Italy, if I remember right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was distributed internationally to Italy, where it debuted on 75 screens in 2004. What? Wow, so that's, that's even further than the fucking... Huh. Uh, what a weird... Huh. This movie is kind of enigmatic, but not in a good way. Yeah, it's just a, it's just like a strange puzzle, and yet it's not interesting enough that you want to solve the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if the release date has anything to do with, um, like the first Lord of the Rings movie came out in 2001. You know, so like, I, I mean, it's, it came out a year after that. So it, I feel like it maybe doesn't have anything to do with it, Why would it but have it was also to do like, with Lord of the Rings. Because uh, uh, Elijah Wood. Oh God, I forgot. I forgot he's in there. I for- <laughs> not that he's. I didn't forget he's in Lord of the Rings. I forgot he was here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's you know it'd be funny. Um, it would not be worth it because I'm sure his autograph lines at conventions is probably like fucking twelve. <laughs> Just to bring him a copy of the Adventures <laughs> of Tom Thumb and Thumbelina to sign. Yeah. I bet he probably doesn't even fucking remember God, it. no. This was probably, like, one weekend in <laughs> 1999 for him. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah. Oh. It'd be funny, though. <laughs> I, I, I don't like doubt it... someone has already done it. Maybe. Hmm. I'll have, to, I'll have to look. Search. It's kind of like, it's, it's it'd be the same thing. I've uh, We've talked about this in the Galgameth episode, but like the next time Doug Jones is <laughs> my local convention, I just want to ask about it. I was uh, like, tell me, tell me about Galgameth. T- whoa, how, tell me about your experience filming Galgameth. <laughs> yeah. Which like Doug Jones, at least, like I've seen him tweet about Galgameth, so he remembers that it oh exists. Oh my God. So there's that at least. It's just uh, yeah, <laughs> Elijah Wood probably not. Maybe I should try and tweet at Elijah Wood. You never know. You never know what might get his attention. He maybe if he ever shows up on that um that like Hot Wings show. <gasps> yeah, Hot Ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's already um, done it. <laughs> oh damn it. That, Maybe he like, hasn't, I've, but I feel like he's someone who would have already. Yeah, you know, probably. But that, like, I've seen a few episodes of that, and that interviewer, he goes deep with questions yeah. sometimes. So if anyone's gonna have asked him about it, it'd probably be that guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what else, man? Do we need to say anything more about their love story? I mean, it just sucks and doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's really no. They 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 hate each other, um, mm-hmm. or they don't hate each other, but they fight, and then, um, then they stop fighting, and now they're in love. Yeah, yeah, like there's. You could kind of see what they do. Like, they do try and pepper in, like, these weird little moments where, like, I don't know, like, Tom, like, Tom Thumb, like, he has, like, a few, like, he looks at Thumbelina, um, killing that kid. And he's like, wow. (laughs) That's the girl of my dreams. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Like, a weird line where it's like, yeah, (laughs) that's the exact line. Ah, yes. I've always wanted. I've always wanted somebody who was willing to kill for me. Um, <laughs> God. But so, like, they try and like pepper those types of lines in so that you think that there's like a relationship forming. 
But it doesn't actually feel like a relationship no. is formed. It just, it just, it's it's time. The movie has decided it's time for them to be in love. And now they're getting married. And, and now, yeah, yeah. Like, why do they have to get married right away? That, that That's a weird moment at the end, too. It's like, oh, my daughter, you have finally returned to us. Here's your here's Here's your the man you need to, to marry right now immediately. Yeah. But like, don't what? worry, he was like, only a backup. Yeah, like... I, Sucks what? to be that dude. <laughs> yeah. Eat shit, yeah, I guess. Now that you mention it, he spent his whole fucking life being like, I'm the backup prince for if the missing princess ever returns. My life my, may very well amount to nothing. <laughs> I what a weird existence. I wanna I wanna hope that he's like actually really relieved when he doesn't have to marry her. He's like, oh god, I had a whole other life and I never thought that this like this like spare prince thing would ever have to like actually yeah. happen. I imagine yeah, there's somewhere oh. somewhere there's also like a spare princess for if the prince came back but not Thumbelina. Oh yeah, actually. You know what? It is a weird thing because it's like Tom Thumb's a prince, but it seems like Thumbelina's family are like the 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 more royal royals. I guess. Because it just seems like the way they talk, it's like she has like priority over him. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. How, how big is this tiny kingdom that they need two kings and queens? Multiple, in fact. And, and you know what? Actually, why the fuck does Tom Thumb need to be a prince? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is he could have just been... That, I know it's cliche, but that might have been like a nice little thing where she's like, like... She's like, I could, I was dreaming of the Prince Charming that came would come and I would fall in love. But also like, I guess for some goddamn reason, I'm in love with this other dude who is just a dude. <laughs> uh, just a normal dude. Yeah. I... Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. What was with the mouse with the titties? <laughs> he, well, that's how you know it's a lady mouse. She's the only the lady mouse there, I guess. Yeah, it's a lonely existence, but she makes it work. It's like Smurfette, you know. Uh I don't know, that's always that's always my favorite thing in, in cartoons like this. I feel like we've gotten we're we're starting to get away from it a bit. You still sort of have like those like th those like characteristics that they'll slap onto an animal to be like, This is the bird this is the lady bird. Look, it has pretty eyelashes, you know. And bird or, like, tits. Big... <laughs> and bird and bird titties. <laughs> where there was the the titty bird it uh princess castle oh yeah titty bird yeah yeah she had she had the biggest fucking boobs i've ever seen oh <laughs> fucking... uh, god <laughs> see if you're gonna do it at least do it that way where they're like so it's like so over the top hilarious yeah it, like it's great i love it uh but yeah in this one it's just like you have the lady mouse. Um, the one lady. All the mice are naked except for the one lady mouse who has like a bralette going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you can't if you 
it's it's logical because you of course you need to give the lady mouse uh boobies yeah and then you can't just you just can't have you can't have them boobies flopping around you gotta put something <laughs> on them you know also the and- the the mom um the mom bug also kind of has bug titties <laughs> Yeah, again, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just a given. It's just like, you have to. God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. It's something that like, it, like, again, I'm very happy that we're getting away from like this, this, you know, you always like femininity is discerned by your chest size. Yeah. And that, you know, it's, it's a lazy to character design. I'm glad that it's not something, it's something we're getting away from. At the same time, it also is really funny to see them slap boobs onto a ladybug. Whatever fucking creature. Yeah. <laughs> or a, a beetle or whatever the fuck she is. Yeah. Or like, um, in, um, there was a series of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Turtle. Venus de so Milo. Get, yeah. And they made her shell look like boobies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as great. I, I don't know. It just makes me laugh. Oh my god. So my brain my brain has been hint like I was trying to portmanteau like you know a, a, the snake with tits at the snitties. And I was like, what would a, what would a turtles be? I guess it would just be titties, never mind. <laughs> yeah, or, or turtle titties. Or, or turties. Tur- Turties? Yeah, I like turties. I like turties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, um. <sighs> I guess we'll just briefly mention the bird. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the very like meaty bird that Thumbelina rescues. She's like... Um, Tied up in the mole hole, and they're gonna make her into a pie or something. A quiche. Mm. Um, and they escape, and Thumbelina's like, I gotta go find my friend, uh, Tom. And the bird's like, I, I thought we were friends. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, oh my what? god. <laughs> we. We I've, literally just met. I've known you for literally five minutes. But I guess, yeah. I mean, we can be friends, but I just met. I guess she hasn't known Tom Thumb that much longer. No, no. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking moment. Um, I don't know if that bird even really knows what friends are because she says kind of offhandedly that like this bird, the bird has to learn how to fly over the course of the movie because apparently she was kidnapped from her nest as a baby and has grown up in the mole lair? Which I is guess? Like, like, how long was like, she down there? Yeah, like, that's like, again, that's, this is just a weird... Or another is she weird a baby? About this movie. I don't... Huh. It's just... Why does this movie do this? I don't know. There's so much in this movie that's There's, just... Why did you... I wish... I just want to talk to the director. Just listen, we have questions. We're not... We're not... Yeah. We're just curious yeah yeah because like there i'm sure that there's some stuff in this movie that the director would probably be like yeah no i don't we this is just what we had to do i probably like, there might have been like a committee of people 
who were telling them to put this in or do this or they just didn't have a budget or, you know. Yeah. There's probably so many, like, they just, they did what they could. I have no doubt that everyone working on this project just did what they could and did the best they could. As much as we dunk on it, always, always there's respect for the people who worked on it. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, There's just, it's just, you know? I'm sure most of them went on to work on bigger, better, and brighter things. I I hope so. That'd be kind of nice. I wish that there was... I wish that there was, like, an IMDb for animators. Um, well, like, you could... Yeah. There's kind of, like... There's some animators that... Well, I guess it just depends on if they put themselves into IMDb, eh? I, I mean, I have an IMDb page that someone made for me. Oh, I think it just oh. depends on... I think it, it lists my one credit on uh, The Addams Family 2 as a crowd animator. <laughs> Oh, okay. So someone must have put the the, cr- oh. the crew of the Adams Family too onto IMDb. So someone did that for me, but I don't. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, it's just very surprising. Yeah, there's like there's some people listed as the animation department. I you know I might just be thinking of the Golden Film stuff because a lot oh, of times yes. they do not. They do not fucking credit people. I, I mean, maybe that's also by choice by some of these people. <laughs> maybe. But it would be cool if there was just, like, an easy way to, like... I like I just want to see, like, a big web of, like, where did these people go after this? Yeah. Because it would be cool to have that, like... J- just to see where... Yeah, just, like, this is maybe... This is maybe where they cut their teeth in the animation industry. Yeah. Like, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. And everyone's got also shows that they work on that just, like, fucking pay the bills. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we kind of talked about that um, in the Camelot episode with Steve Rabbitich and how yeah. he, he worked on that and it was just, it paid the bills and any industry that you're working in, I think everybody has that job you are doing this because you just need to pay the bills yeah exactly so like it do that just that's just how it is that's just how it do it's just do how it be do be it is indeed (laughs) i my brain is starting to break down yeah we might maybe we should wrap this one up because (laughs) brain leaving Um, brain leaving I need to stop donating blood just before recording these episodes (laughs) yeah that was probably not the best idea no I had a lot of cookies though hell fuck yeah (laughs) just look at the last page of my notes here Uh, the cha 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 song sucks all of of the songs in this one are bad yeah (laughs) like there's not a standout good one there's they're just all pretty bad um, this mole in a goddamn Doug Dimadome ass fit. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Dimadome over the dead stale Dimadome. Where was the ghost? Yeah, Dimadome. If you just if you just like um, mumble your words, nobody can call you on your pronunciation. Dimadome, Dimadome. Oh, 
And as a last note of on the music, uh, the the song that plays over the credits has the line, "Love is something I love," and that's just so <laughs> so beautiful and profound. Oh, truly, that's great. I think maybe the songwriter also donated blood <laughs> <laughs> just before. Oh. They found them like passed out on the typewriter. Oh and man! Them help! They just they just took they took what they had wrote and just sent it off to the <laughs> to be recorded. Amazing. Uh, well, oh, well. Oh, hang on one second. Yeah. Let's see if I can pull this up quickly. Suspense. Oh, okay. So as we wrap up, Christy. Oh no. Christy. What happened? It's my turn to tell you about a message I got about the, about the podcast. Oh my God. What happened? What happened? Tell me, tell me. A couple days ago, I got some anonymous uh, messages on my Tumblr from someone oh. um i don't know how they landed at my tumblr but hello tumblr friend i see you thank you for sending me asks um they made a letterbox list called movies talked about on the podcast bad princess movies oh. um i guess they were unable to find uh bella sarah <laughs> but they they yeah they made they made a letterbox list for us that's awesome yeah oh um, thank you so much is any of uh, okay hang on i'm just looking at this again is any of the future episodes going to cover what was covered on the blog oh so yeah i guess they were asking if um if we're doing more future episodes regarding what's on on your bad princess movies blog uh i imagine we'll get to most if not all of them eventually Yes, I I think so. I I think there's there are possibly some ones on the blog that we won't cover. Um some of them I think they might just be a little boring to make breed watch. <laughs> others Others are like sexploitation films mm. and I don't know if Bree would be interested in seeing uh Ding Dongs and Boobas out. <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine um, with that, but it's uh, it might be a little more difficult to talk about those for an hour. I yeah, I I mean, there's like one in particular that it's just like the plot is so fucking weird, but like you have to, you have to see the the, the ding dong, and it's just like it'd be so. I don't know how the summary would yeah. go for that. I'd just be like, and, and then, then they, they had sex, and then they fucked. And then there's a scene where Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. No, 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 no. And, and that's not even an exaggeration. No, 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 that no. Happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, and that's like that was like our reaction. Um, I did watch that one. Uh, that was Cinderella 2000. Oh. Um, it's like Cinderella in space. It's it's incredible. I remember I you telling there... me about this one. <laughs> I wish there was a sexless version because I would absolutely. <laughs> make you watch it um oh it's just this is hard to watch (laughs) but yeah but most of the rest of them we'll we'll probably go through 
But I, uh, I think so. Yeah. And then they also sent a bunch of recommendations that I'm going to send to you. Um, I don't because I don't know which ones you have and which ones you don't but I am going to mm-hmm. forward them on to Christy and I'm sure any of them that Christy doesn't already have will probably be looked into and gotten <laughs> yes oh yes um, <laughs> very exciting I it's been a, it's been a little bit since I've gone on a movie hunt so I'm definitely overdue I I here's my my little news. I really hope this one comes soon. I'm getting so fucking impatient for fucking Canada Post <laughs> this goddamn movie. Did, um, did you but order a, the Swan Princess? Oh, see that one hasn't released yet. Oh, but okay, I, okay, okay. I, I will be getting that one. Um, the one that I'm thinking of, I gotta pull up the title because it's like very generic and unmemorable. Um. But it's, it's one that I saw recently, and it was, like, one of those ones that I, like, I have to get this. I'm so intrigued. It's called A Fairy Tale After All. <laughs> and the quote on the cover, you know, like, those little um, review quotes that tell you all about, all you need to know about the fucking movie. One of them says, Tangled meets the Muppets. Oh. Uh... And it's, like... I saw that and like sold. I that's, I need this movie. That's a movie for for Christy. Someone made that for Th- you. This is this is somebody tapped into like my fucking brain and I I just I need this movie in my life. I am so impatient. It's supposed to, I ordered it like a fucking month ago and I swear to god if it's lost, I'm going to I'm going to go on like a taken style retrieval. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who has my movie, but they will pay. Oh my god. Well. <laughs> all that to yeah. say, thank you so much to the to the Anon yes. who sent me the messages on Tumblr. That's Yes. That's so wonderful. I'm so glad that <laughs> that you're enjoying yeah, that you reached out. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll have to I'll have to like post that letterbox linked on the Twitter and I this is a good reminder too to update the blog because I sometimes fall out of the habit of that. Got to make sure everything that's on on the podcast is on the blog and yes. Yeah. I I went to go uh, start writing the post for Disney Descendants 3 and it made me realize that I forgot to write a post for Disney Descendants 2. Oh no. <laughs> So now I need to listen to our podcast episode to remind myself what I thought about that movie. <laughs> oh, take a little trip down memory lane for the Disney Descendants yeah. 2 blog post. Oh, so good. Amazing. But yes, thank you again so much yeah. for writing in. Thank if, you. Uh, anybody, if anybody else out there wants to write in, you can feel free to do so either, you know, through Twitter, um, Bad Princess MOV. We also have an email, uh, badprincessmovies at gmail.com. And then, yeah, we have the, the aforementioned blog, which is just the catalog of movies that we may or may not be looking at on the blog, depending on if they have ding-dongs in them. Yeah. Or, or you can message me on Tumblr. That also yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to just, like, talk shit about me behind my yeah, back. Yeah, just directly to me. You can yeah. you can reach me uh, at Wallabry on both Twitter <laughs> and Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I should make a Tumblr. Oh. Well, my, I've had my Tumblr for like, I over a decade. 
It's it's old oh, as hell. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I had a tumbler and then I like I just a personal one and then I just kind of stopped using it and now I just find social media so exhausting. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, well. Well. <laughs> it's over. We did it. The movie is done. We did the it. The podcast is also done. We the podcast yes. <laughs> this is the last episode. Surprise. <laughs> We're gonna do, we're just gonna leave you hanging about Swamp Princess Eleven. Oh, we're just no. yeah, we're just gonna disappear. We won't do that. I'll Don't just... worry. We'll, we'll be back for Swamp Princess Eleven. I think Christy would <gasps> actually perish if 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 you watched the Swan Princess Eleven and then could not talk about it. Yeah, you, you know what? Like, here's a this is the morbid thought that popped into my mind. Just like, no. what if I die? No. What if I die and then I become a ghost because the my unfinished, unfinished business. business. <laughs> 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 it's because I didn't get to see Swap Princess Eleven. Oh. And then, like, I don't know how that would fucking work. We'll have, have to. We'll play. have to fucking do a seance and summon. Oh you, my god! Summon your spirit back and then just put the movie on for you. <laughs> So, yeah, some of my my spirit back, and then you just hear the spirit box, and I'm just saying like spaghetti or some random apple taters, apple taters, like oh my god, Christy is here, Christy's oh. here, apple taters, <laughs> spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti. Uh. <laughs> oh, good. all right, uh, all right, well. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time with who knows what. I don't. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see if my my video yeah cooperates. <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right. Well. Well. Bye. 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 B